0: Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Podcast, where we talk all things well-being, personal development, and live in our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. Hello, everyone. It is good to be back in your earbells again. I am actually at an Airbnb here in Gator Point, Florida, and having a great time on vacation. This week I am actually sharing an, uh, an interview and it was I was the, the the interviewee, but I thought it was such a good discussion that I wanted to share here on my own podcast. The discussion is with a colleague of mine. Her name is Dr. Lola Day and she is a cardiologist by day. Uh, ADHD coach by night and mom by 24-7 as, as moms of littles are. And she's just a remarkable human being, both in her uh, generosity of spirit and um, just the things that she accomplishes. I, I hesitate to celebrate Uh, Productivity, uh, which clearly she is very productive, because that's not the that's not where I want to celebrate life. But I do want to point out that Lola is an incredibly smart and accomplished woman who has figured out how to work with her ADHD brain and really thrive. And you know, it's not easy having ADHD and accomplishing things, and it's not easy being uh, a woman with ADHD, and it's not easy being a woman of color with ADHD. And Lola has just you know taken all of these challenges and turn them around and really is an example of you know what's possible for those of us with ADHD and and I just think she's a lovely person so before we get into uh, that interview, I just want to say that I've made some changes to my coach offering. Uh, I am still doing one-on-ones, but you can now do uh, just one-hour consults with me. If you are somebody who's not really interested in doing a long-term coaching engagement, or you're not ready for it, or you just kind of want to get a taste for what coaching is, I now offer um, an opportunity to just do an hour of coaching, and you would be surprised how much We can work through in an hour of concentrated effort, especially when you do the assessments prior to coming into the meeting when I have a good uh, idea of who you are and uh, what you want to do in the world. So uh, take a look at my website at itsadhdfriendly.com forward slash coaching to see, um, what those, those offerings are. And as I've mentioned before, I am also, um, taking a wait list for a group cohort this summer, and that's going to be a very special, uh, first group. So make sure you're on the wait list for that if you're interested in group coaching. Uh, so that's all I've got for, um, Housekeeping. So let's get on with this interview. We talk all things entrepreneurship, uh, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, and how perfectionism holds us back from really becoming everything that we should be and creating space to be mediocre or not very good before we become good. <laughs> and that is really the only path to a creative uh, life and forging your own way in this world. So, on that note, uh, thanks for listening and I will see you next week and on to the interview with Lola Day.
1: Welcome to Lolly Tasking with ADHD. Again, I'm Dr. Lola Day, a physician and a trained ADHD life coach for easily distracted women on a mission to teach you and help you harness your executive function skills so you can maximize your 24 hours so we can all fulfill our dreams, okay? So I am very excited today. I have Karen, my ADHD school buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We were in ADCA together, which is where we trained as ADHD life coach. So Karen is an ADHD coach and a wellness expert. Um, She teaches women how to harness the best part of their brain and to create a life they love. I have brought Karen on here to talk about ADHD and entrepreneurship and building an ADHD-friendly business and perfectionism um, and all things ADHD and business because she has extensive experience in marketing as well. So who else to talk about business um, except for Karen?
0: Welcome to the show, Karen. Karen. I'm thrilled to be here, Lola. Thank you so much for having me. Of course.
1: I know I did a little introduction, but I, wanna, I want you to just tell people a little bit more about yourself and specifically your ADHD story.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, so I just got diagnosed last year at the young, young age of 51. <laughs> and uh, uh, until uh, up until the point where I was diagnosed, I always knew that there was something I don't wanna say different, but I knew that I had a potential that I wasn't reaching. And I think that that's a very common feeling amongst ADHDers. And when I got my diagnosis, it made a lot of sense to me. So I'm very passionate about the the field of um, ADHD, especially for adult women. But on top of that, especially for women uh, who want to, whether it's entrepreneurship or just work in general, want to find work that plays to their strengths. Because if we're not doing that, life is just so much harder. And uh, in my coaching journey, as I've started to coach clients, what I've seen come up again and again, is this feeling of imposter syndrome, and perfectionism, like I just you know, I want to do something, but who am I? And it's not Mm going to be right. there's just such a negative cycle and a negative story around there. And it's it's such a passion for me because I have gone through that myself. Mm -hmm. So uh, that is the short story (laughs) about my ADHD journey and where I intersect with what I'm passionate about.
1: I think that is so amazing because I, I say this also in our, in our group, like we ADHD, even to be able to get into the groove, it has to be something you're passionate about, something that you find fun, um, something you love to do. But I find that a lot of us are multi-passionates, like we want to do it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I want you to talk a little bit to that like I've heard different people some people are like oh you know you try to stick to one thing I don't personally believe in that some people are like you can do it all and where I come in, or what I believe let me just disclaim it before I ask you what you believe is I really do think like with ADHD our brain wants to do it all and if we don't do what we're passionate about, we we have a very unsettling feeling, like we're missing something. Mm-hmm. So I'm all about doing it all. But you have to realize what you can do and what you can't do. You can be a visionary of everything, but you're not really that great at executing everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's always good to have someone balance you. What do you think about that?
0: Well, <sighs> I I vacillate on this one. And I don't know that I have like a single answer, but especially in the field of entrepreneurship, a lot of people will tell you that you're never going to find success if you don't like niche or narrow down or focus. And there's some truth to that on the flip side, when you're talking to somebody with ADHD and I just went through this coaching program where we focused on the one thing, like the book by Jay Papazon Mm -hmm. and Gary Keller, and they focus on the one thing, like there's going to be one thing that you're focused on and that just doesn't work for my brain either. So I for me personally, there's got to be something in between um, where, you know, because at some point when you're so hyper-focused on one thing, you have to peel back and have something else that you can put your brain on. So maybe it's two different passions or three, but mm-hmm. the other thing, and I've heard this story from a, a woman in the marketing field who also has ADHD. Uh, her name is Jessica Stansberry. And she talks about like the four... Um hole digging four holes. Somebody knocks on your door and says, There's a million dollars placed in four different areas of your front lawn. And if you it's it dug six feet down. So if you can get to it in the next two hours, then you get that million dollars. So you start digging in the first hole, but you're not getting there fast enough. So you go to the it second hole. The yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you never quite get to the, you know, the, the success that you want because you're spreading yourself so thin. So it's a really fine line. Mm-hmm. I
1: I agree with that, and like I do like this whole pencil thing with our group, where like you know you have to do one thing, and you can do the other one next. Because I think for our brain, if we tell our brain we're never gonna do it, it's like what you mean you're not gonna do it. But if we trick our brain into thinking if I do this one thing, and I get to this level, then I could do the other thing, and that's actually what I had to do. Like you know, as you guys know, I'm a physician, but I also wanted to coach ADHD, so I was like, you know. At my five years mark of of practicing, you know, I trade for like seven years and then start practicing. If I still want to do it, then I can do it. If I get here, then I can do it. So in me telling myself that it actually gave me a bit of peace mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. because you would never feel like you you have it all or you, you are where you need to be unless you listen, but you can't really listen to everything. So there, I feel like there's a fine balance. I have to agree with that. Mm -hmm. Um, so what do you think? How is business different for someone who has ADHD and someone who does not? And how do you kind of coach um, like you said, people help helping them find what they're passionate about?
0: Well, I have a lot of tools that I help my clients with, and some of them we learned around, especially around the via character strengths, which I have a strong belief. Um, if you're not familiar with the via character strengths, it's based out of work done at the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, Martin Seligman kind of the father of uh, positive psychology built this along with his colleagues, and it's the most psychometrically accurate way to measure not just your strengths or in the context of skills or talents, but your strengths in the context of the essence of who you are so for example, my top three strengths are love of learning uh, gratitude and hope. That says a lot about who I am and how I want to come into the world. I originally wanted to train to be a therapist. And I remember one of my 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 one of my psych um, teachers said, Karen, don't do that because you'll listen to people complain all day. And while he was trying to, he was just saying that off the cuff because he also wasn't clinical. Um, mm-hmm. It hit me because I, I am somebody who needs to stay in the positive and with hope and gratitude, which isn't always the best Thing to be if you're dealing with pathology. So, right. uh, you know, there's, there's so much nuance there. And it's also understanding your personal needs and, uh, your values, like what's important to you. Yes. You know, as, as ADHDers, we are, we're risk takers and we're, we can be impulsive. Uh, but on the other side, like there's gotta be like that value for safety or mm-hmm. speaking personally here, Uh, And predictability and structure. Those are my values. So I need to balance those. So when I start um, coaching somebody in the entrepreneurial space, we start with the entrepreneur, like that person, because very often when somebody comes to me, they're not coming to me because they want to start a business and they think they need a coach. They're coming to me because they want to start a business, but they can't start, there's something holding them back or they're going in a million directions and they can't decide. So when you have that divergent thinking, you need somebody to kind of hone it in and that's where their pain point is. So I work with them to get clear on what it is they want to do based on who they are and what a sustainable business will be for them. And for everybody, it's going to be different.
1: Absolutely. And I, I love the via, via character strength. They actually made us do it in um, our coaching school that we went to together. And for those of you guys in our program, if you don't know about it, that's that means you haven't got into the, um, the work-life section of the course. So you're going to, You're going to be doing it when you get to that um, section. Uh, But I think it's really great because there are some things it talked about, like value. Like I have a huge sense of like I need to like social justice is my big thing, right? And when I did that, I was like, oh, crap, (laughs) that's so true, you know? And like, for example, during the whole Black Lives Matter thing, I had to pull myself away because I could not focus on anything. I felt like I needed to do something about it. And a lot of it with ADHD, I say this all the time in the podcast, awareness is so important because it helps you like own who you are. And helps you manage what you don't even realize you may need to manage. And I think that is so important that you start them off with that. So, what about all these multi passionate people, right? <laughs> Who wanna do everything? Mm-hmm. Like, we really, really wanna do everything. Um, I had this conversation with someone today. Like you said, she felt like she needed the structure, the financial um, safety net. Mm -hmm. um but she just could not see herself in a nine-to-five
0: yeah
1: because again while structure is important for us our brain kind of likes to be on its own
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so
1: what do you say to someone like that would you tell them to do the via character strength um tell me what you said and I'll tell you what I do
0: So, with this uh, client in particular, who is struggling between you know financial uh, s- sustainability plus starting something that she wanted to do, it was a bit of a dance, really, because there's no one right answer, and she's still trying to figure that out. where i want where I really wanted to impress on this topic is that you've got to go with your intuition. and And I say this because, I feel like when we're not sure, when we want A, B, and C and we don't know what we're doing, we go out and we buy a lot of things and we spend a lot of money looking mm-hmm. for the answer, but the answer is inside. And right. sometimes the answer is you've got to prioritize your finances first, or you've got to put you've got a newborn, you gotta prioritize your family first. So we don't always get to have what we want in its entirety, but that there's always something between all or nothing, right? Like there's there's so much in between that, you know, maybe you have to stay at a full-time job, but it's a different full-time job that accommodates what you need. And as long as you have those needs and you're aware of them, you can find something that's more, you know, accommodating to what you need. So I really think that it's a balance and a dance and there's not one right answer, but there's also not one, it's not like all hope is lost either. There's, and it's, it's gradual, but I do feel like, you know, we have that impatience and we want everything. Right.
1: <laughs> and that was what I was sensing with her, actually. Like you totally hit the nail on the head because I was like, first of all, what is your value, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're married, you have kids, they need to eat, <laughs> right? Like yeah. what exact? And if if you don't care if they're either you all don't care, then that's fine. Do what you, you know? But it's not up to me. It's up to what do you want? Mm -hmm. And just realize that you can start this other thing as a hobby. It doesn't have to be a million dollars right now. Have that safety net and gradually walk your way up. So I'm glad the the ADHD business guru agrees with me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would never tell somebody to. And I think that one more point on that and what we talked about myself and my client, it's. Are you running away from something or are you moving towards something? Because if you want to start a business because you hate your job and you hate the fact that it's you know, so many hours and you don't feel like you have a lot of flexibility, well, surprise, surprise, once you start your own business, you're still going to be spending lots of hours and making probably less money and less you know consistent money. So you really have to understand what your motivations are. And that's a big part of ADHD as well.
1: Absolutely like I mean anyone who's in business and we have a few people in our program that either have their own business or self-employed or you know it, it's not easy like at all and you don't have that safety nest. You're usually hustling mm-hmm. <laughs> even more, you know, even if you had a bad week at work and you're employed, you have a paycheck at the end of the week guaranteed. That doesn't happen with business. Mm-hmm. Um one thing with like business, like speaking of business and having your own business is this idea of perfectionism and ADHD. Can you talk a little bit to that?
0: Yes. And actually when I, after I speak, I would love to, um, I'd love to hear your perspective as well. Cause I was thinking about this before we jumped on my sense of perfectionism. A lot of folks will immediately say, I don't think I'm a perfectionist because nothing I do is perfect. And that's not actually what the issue is. The issue is that perfectionism comes from a fear of even starting because you don't want to look like a fool and you don't want to fail and you're very uncomfortable with failure. So getting around perfectionism is not assuming that, you know, everything has to be perfect. B plus Mm -hmm. work is great, but it's understanding that no matter what you do, there's going to be failure and there's going to be hiccups and sometimes you're going to suck. And, you know, I have a blog and a podcast and a YouTube channel and a coaching uh, practice. And sometimes I don't show up as my best self. And that's because I'm a human being, but I'm willing to make really crappy videos so that one day my videos will be better and my podcast will get consistently better. And I'm, I'm willing to hold space for the kind of crappy middle that creativity comes in. So that's what I think about in terms of like my creative piece. And then in terms of coaching. I also had that, oh my god. Like I mean, how am I going to add value and these people are going to spend money on me and what if they I'm not good enough and what if they don't love it? So in order in order to get past that, I did a lot of coaching pro bono. I did a lot of like pay me a dollar and I'll coach you because I was able to gain the strength and the confidence to coach without the head trash of "Oh my God, this person spent 150 dollars on this session, and I'm not saying the absolute thing they need to hear." So I was able to build strength that way, and and I think that that's an important thing for a lot of folks. They got to let themselves be comfortable with failure because nobody is born perfect, or nobody's going yeah. to be, you know, like the ultimate. Now that said, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about this concept with you as a doctor. So, I can be a crappy coach, and nobody's gonna die. How did you get past being you know, like you're just getting out of school and cardiology is not something you can be just mediocre at? So, I'm love to hear your your take on that.
1: Oh my gosh you you you're like hitting a nerve right there. but um, no, no. So for me, like in medicine, and we have a few physicians in in our coaching program, in medicine, there's a part of you that has to that has to be somewhat of a Ego, egocentric narcissists mm. to be good at what you're good at because you have mm-hmm. people's lives at hand, right? So a lot of people who are like physicians and who have ADHD, they love medicine. We're able to hyperfocus and study and know it. I always say most of the best doctors have ADHD because we went above it. Because if you didn't love it, med school was hard, <laughs> right? You would have either flunked out or you would have quit Mm giving your ADHD, right? Mm -hmm. So the ones who actually finish and they have ADHD love their specialty. They love what they do. When people ask me all the time, are you going to quit medicine? The answer is probably not. I might go very part-time. But I love what I do. Every time I talk to a family, I do fetal cardiology to, or a pregnant mom, or a little kid that I've seen growing. It fills me up. I love it, right? So that right there makes me want to be perfect in the knowledge, but not in the practice. What does that mean? So when I first finished, I didn't know it all either, right? Mm -hmm. But I knew where to find it. And I also had the humility that I didn't know it all and I can get help. Mm So it doesn't 100% translate to like start, you know, rough and dirty because you can't always start like when it comes to life, rough and dirty, but you know what you can do and not what you should do, which is also imperfectionism too, right? Mm -hmm. So for example... With ADHD specifically, we have failed in so many things that we almost want to overcompensate by being something that we should be, even though we have not gone through the steps of getting pregnant, right? We literally just found out we were pregnant and we're expecting to deliver the next day. We haven't gone through the nine months, (laughs) right? (laughs) Again, so the perfectionism in us is like, well, I should be able to do it perfect, right? Because I want to, even though we're not thinking this, we want to compensate for, you know, maybe being late or maybe failing at something. We want to show that we can really do it. Whereas we really should be working on how can I get it done now, right? Because in me waiting for it to be perfect, I'm actually not moving the needle at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but in me working on it now and turning it in, in now, I can get feedback the way, that's how I worked on my, especially in business. It was so hard for me to put anything else, even social media, cause I'm like, oh my gosh, it looks ugly. I can't do it, right? And then I realized that Lola, you're a doctor. You're not a business person. I had to be real with myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You are a physician and you're good at being a physician you are not a business person and you are working on being a better business person. Mm-hmm. And I think in life, and that's what's helped me with perfectionism, say I am working on being this. Because at the end of the day, we are striving to excellence. We're not striving to perfection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because when we that. strive to perfection, that's when we procrastinate. That's when we shut down, right? Like we get overwhelmed and then we don't do anything Mm -hmm. but when i think i'm striving to excellence because i i want something great to come out of it too but if i don't do the first draft i can't get the second draft i can't get the third draft and i can't have the final um work done like let's say you were writing a paper or book you have to start with the first draft so when i find myself being hung up and me not wanting to do because i am very type a so perfectionism is like number one for me. That's, that was like one of the biggest thing I had to break. Even in marketing, one of my biggest holdup in marketing is because I wanted it to be this and this and this and this, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't happen. So now I'm like, okay, well, just meet people and tell them, tell people who you are and what you do. Just start with that. <laughs> and then once you're done with that, then you move on to the next one. You don't, you don't have to be Oprah away from baby. We probably didn't start that way.
0: <laughs> no, that's very true. And the one thing like to, to your point about like, um, shutting down, like that overwhelm becomes so like that, Oh, that you can't even regulate that emotion, right? You just get completely overwhelmed and you shut down you do nothing. I personally have found in those moments, like the mantra of the only reason I'm so stressed about this is because I care so deeply about being a good coach, mm-hmm. you know? And when I do that. I immediately have self compassion, and that just releases something. So it's not like ah! it now. All of a sudden, it's like it's just that I care so much about this, and Absolutely. yeah, it gives me um, just a little bit more freedom and and flow with my creativity when I'm not like you suck,
1: <laughs> right? And, and the reason why we do that is because we care about everything we do. That's one of the positives of having ADHD. We you know, anything we care about. We care to the 10th power. We just Mm -hmm. don't, you know, like I always say, with ADHD, we are all ass. We don't half ass anything. We're either all ass or no ass, right? So if we care, (laughs) if we care, we over care. And when we don't care, we really don't care. You can't, you would listen. It's not working, boo. (laughs) I just don't care, right? (laughs) So knowing that about ourselves too is very, very important. But uh, was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap on?
0: We just, we just kept going. I know. I know. I just didn't talk about this all night. Um, No, I just, I really encourage women, especially um, to find, find what they love, whether that's entrepreneurship, whether it's raising children or whatever it is, but Find that thing that, and if the thought of, you know, I don't know what my passion is, it is too overwhelming because a lot of people find that overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Start with, well, what what do you really care about? What do you really get stressed out over uh, and, but really want to do a good job in? Because therein lies like the things where you're interested in and because we have that interest-based nervous system we have to play to it and we have to play to our strengths so those are the two things that i would say and i always point people to um, my website it's adhdfriendly.com forward slash tools i have like a bunch of different tools where you can measure your needs and your values and there's a link to the character strengths all of those things and they're all free uh, because i just want people to have that self-knowledge it's so powerful
1: Absolutely. And can you tell us a little bit about look, your program? Is it one on one? Is it group? Like, how, if people are like, I love her, I want her to coach me, <laughs> how can they get in touch with you specifically?
0: Uh, my website is adhdfriendly.com. And uh, under the coaching tab, uh, right now I do one on ones, but I am developing uh, a cohort program that will launch this summer. So um, there's a, there's a wait list for that. um, So you can just jump on my website. And since this is also going to be on my podcast, Lola, why don't you give me a little bit of a, you know, brief overview of what you're doing here, because I see you've got some really engaged folks. So that's (laughs) awesome.
1: Yeah, so um, I love my people. So I the name of our program is accomplished with ease. And I focus mainly on women who really want to create the structure they need to basically achieve their goals and accomplish whatever it is they want to do. Um, Our program is divided into like three parts. We have our group program where uh, or the course, I should say the course where it has different parts of it. Um, the initial part is discovering your ADHD, where you learn about your ADHD. Then the next part talks about living with your ADHD. And that's where we go into family. How do you, you know, work with your ADHD, with your family and work and all of that. And then we have thriving with your ADHD. Those are the three parts of the course. And then we have weekly strategy session where you are today. And once a month, we have a masterclass Um, And then uh, we also have buddy sessions and we have so many little things. So I consider us more of a community. It's a support group. It's a coaching group. It's everything. Um, But we love being here. We overstay our time a lot of time and we love it.
0: Community so want, is so important.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, if you want to get in touch with me and you're listening to me on Karen's podcast, you could either go to um, com. we'll send that link to you, or you can email me at hello at com. Right. Okay, great. And <laughs> I
0: mean, I just have to commend you, Lola. Like, I just. I've said this before on LinkedIn, but I just think it's amazing that I don't want to commend that you do a lot because I think in our culture, we commend, you know, a lot doing a lot of stuff, but you do do a lot of stuff and you do it really well and you're very smart and you're very giving. And I mean, I just think that everybody's so lucky to be a part of this because you're awesome.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I always say I, I give the perception of I do a lot. I'm just a good visionary of a lot. I have people who help me do a lot. Right. So I, I need to give the shout out to the people who are behind the scene, making sure things go that way I can focus on the things I'm truly passionate about, which is coaching and right. talking and podcasting and all that stuff. And I try to encourage people to like, you know, just really we thrive when we're the visionaries of what we do. A lot of us sit in a minutiae, again, mm-hmm. going into perfectionism, right? Like. If I sat on Instagram every day, I would pull my hair out, right? <laughs> I don't do that. So I have, you know, someone amazing who does that for me, right? I'm trying to learn to do reels. I'm still trying to find a way to love it because I don't yet. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> you know, but, but you know, we all learn and we all have to have the ability to grow and just be, you know, be who we are. Um. So I just really, really want to thank you. I usually end each podcast to telling people from everything they've learned today, guys. Pick one thing and work on it for the week. Just one thing. What was your haha moment? Take that one thing, work with it, and go. You're gonna hear so many things. Typical ADHD fashion would want to do it all. No, it's okay. Write it all down. Pick one thing and work on that one thing. And the next week you can work on the next one. So. That's, is there anything, any final thoughts you wanted to give before I round up? No, thank you so much for this opportunity. Of course. Thank you for being here, Karen. Again, I want to thank you amazing people for listening again to this amazing episode. Um, and I want to thank Karen again for being here. All her information will be in the show notes below. Thank you guys again for listening. Till next time, remember, you can do it too. Just like Karen does it just like everybody else does do it, but with some planning, a little bit of balance and a dash of determination. This
0: is lollytasking with ADHD Dell.